Yo, is this seat taken? Uh, yeah, it is. This week, the seat is taken by Steph Scora. Yes, hello. Uh, she is a progressive. She writes the progressive voters guide called Girl I Guess, based yes. in Chicago. She's also the associate executive director yes. of uh, Brave Space Alliance. Mm -hmm. And she's also the co-host of Taco Beagle, which is a progressive podcast. Yeah, I... Uh, Welcome. Yeah, thank I'm you. So, Hi. I'm so excited to meet you. <laughs> oh, this is great. I, you're adorable. This is wonderful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not actually progressive. I'm just a grouchy anarchist, and progressives are people that read. So, like... Okay. And, and, like, you know, anarchists... You don't read? No, anarchists read a lot, too, <laughs> but, like, I'm not dead yet, so they won't read my stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. For it's sure. just a bit of a self-drag there. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, for the listeners, um, let's just let them know, like, what yeah. is the Girl, I Guess, Photos Guide? What are the where's and the how's and the what's? And how did you start it? And why? And... Yeah, know? so the Girl, I uh, the Girl, I Guess, Progressive Voter Guide really started as, like, this brain aggravation child of uh, my friend Ellen Mayer and myself. Um, Ellen works in like, well worked at the time in journalism around politics and public mm -hmm. education. Um, and she wanted to create a resource for, to help people understand how to vote mm -hmm. in Cook County because, good Lord, there are so many things we have to vote on. Yeah, there's lots a lot. And lots. There's lots a lot. and lots. The amount, just the amount of judges we have to vote for in like almost every election is insane. Four, uh, 40? Is it 40 this time? It's either 34 or 40 judicial elections this cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's and hilarious. It's wild. Yeah. So Ellen, like, Ellen and I knew each other from being Jewish. Um, <laughs> Just from being Jewish. From being Jewish, <laughs> which, like, if you are a Jewish person, if, if you, dear listener, are a Jewish person, you will know exactly what I'm talking about, is knowing <laughs> each other from being Jewish is like knowing each other from being gay. Just sort of happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens, and usually there's food. My, yeah. My last job was at a like modern Israeli Middle Eastern restaurant and it's like gross all the so it was it, you're, it was in a theft restaurant <laughs> well it was the owners were both Jewish yeah 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 but Israeli food isn't a real thing it's just <sighs> stolen Arab food okay right. anyway. <laughs> I roll anyway anyway we're not here to talk about that <laughs> anyway uh, so uh, different topic different <laughs> day please come back <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um so Ellen uh, and I knew each other, and she put out this call, like, hey, who wants to write a voter guide so that we can tell people how, what to do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am friends with this person and want to spend more time with them mm -hmm. and love telling people what to do. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we wrote our first voter guide in, um, for the primary in 2018. Uh-huh. Um, like, I remember that. Yeah. handful of people read it. It was yeah. really cute. It was very basic. We didn't even yeah. make any endorsements then. It was just an assessment of each race. Uh-huh. Um, and then we were going to give each different voter guide a title, and neither of us were very enthusiastic about J.V. Pritzker. So the title yeah. for the 2018 general election was going to be, or, yeah, the 2018 general election was going to be Girl, I Guess. Uh-huh. Girl, I Guess I vote, I'll vote for J.V. Pritzker. Yeah. And then it took off. Yeah. It took off and we were like, well, 
fuck, I guess I have a, we have a brand on our hands here. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, we wrote one more um, for the municipal election uh, and the runoff, mm-hmm. um, which was great fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ellen suffered the fate of all activists uh, at some point or another and is that uh, she burned out yeah. because she also had a life. Yeah. Um, and I was very lucky where at the time that I was doing this, I did not have a life. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was very lucky. <laughs> very lucky that I did not have a life because yeah. I am, um, excuse me, I uh, am what I like to refer to as a square. <laughs> Worked very, very hard for these four symmetrical sides and, and the four different 90 degree angles. I'm a square. I'm a very proud square. Um, <laughs> but that means I don't have a life. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, except for like, you know, being a square because being a square is a full time job. You have to be very, very dedicated in not being fun in certain ways. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, I was able to, to carry on, and I solo wrote the uh, 2020 Democratic primary one. If you are listening to this right now, go vote. Uh, and unless it's uh, after the election, in which case, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know who's going to win, but I'm sorry either way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I wrote the 2021. It is out in the, the internet right now. GirlIguess.com yeah. is the new website that we just yeah. got. Before it was just a um, just a Google Doc, uh-huh. uh, and I would put it out on social media, and people had a really hard time finding it. Yeah, Google yeah. Docs can get lost into the abyss a little bit. It's well, the twenty nineteen one was Googleable. Really? Like you could Google it, and the doc would pop up. Hmm. And I have no idea how that happened. And like my partner and I were talking about it, and I was like, "What do I do?" And she was like, "Get a website." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> So there's a website. Solutions. Yeah. So it's girliguess.com. It redirects directly to the Google Doc. Yeah. So you don't need internet to access it because I've made it available offline. I went, it, I went to it today. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm so glad. That was the third time I've read it. Great. <laughs> I wanted to read it again before doing this. Oh, you're so sweet. I did my homework. You dork. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. <laughs> love, love me some Taurus. Um, I, uh, I just want to say that it is like... So awesome that this exists on so many levels because not a lot of people know a lot about politics, but people still want to vote. I'm definitely one of them. Like, I know a good amount about politics, but there's, like, so, like, I needed to Google what delegates were the other day. I was like, what the fuck is a delegate? (laughs) You know, like. Once again, I'm very sorry. (laughs) Um, But it's, it. It's geared towards definitely, like, people our age, right? right. Well, it's, it's geared towards anybody who wants to make fun of politicians. Yeah. It's, the, like, yeah. just the right amount of petty. The the idea behind the voter guide is really, like, the, the reason that we wrote it that way and that I continue to write it that way mm-hmm. is that voter guides are such serious business. Like, whether yeah. they're from newspapers or, like, political organizations, they're, like, this is the candidate that agrees with my exact views. This is my endorsement. They're wonderful. Go vote for them. Uh, and it's and usually probably written by, like, a cis white dude. Right. Or, like, like, you know, an hear. intern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, Ellen and I were like, well, we don't really care about anything. I mean, we care about a few of these people, but we don't really care about these people. They all yeah. suck. They're yeah. like weirdos running for elected office, and a good majority of them are terrible people. Let's horribly make fun of them. Mm-hmm. And people loved it. Because yeah. people love irreverence in politics. Yeah. There's this idea that, like, you aren't allowed to make fun of elected officials when you're doing serious information about them. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed to make fun of them when you're doing comedy, or you're only allowed to make fun of them when you're doing satire. Yeah. But the voter guide is a real resource. Yeah. Like, we tell people about the about the election. We give our real opinions. We talk about the actual issues. You give, like, sources and yeah. links but to, like, also proving super your point. Mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's, it's really fun. It, it warms my Capricorn moon heart to just... <laughs> 
really be able to just needle yeah. some politician. Fucking y'all Capricorns can be so heartless. <laughs> it's okay. We make up for it in other ways by being detail-oriented and mean. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, like, share a couple quotes that are in oh, please. Uh, the 2020 please, Voters please. Guide. Um, Get a different hobby, dude, in reference to Marcus Lewis, who has run for Illinois' second congressional district six times since 2012. Yes, he has. <laughs> you know how impressive that is? It's, it's like, yeah, get another That's hobby. every election and a special election. <laughs> Calling Lori Lightfoot Lori Lightfoot. Yes, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> um, and saying, we stand a white cis gay man who actually gives back to the community as a whole, in reference to Jacob Meister, yes. uh, who's running for a clerk of city court. And He's a good one. Like th- those are just a few examples of what you can get out of the girl, I guess, progressive voters guide, and it just warms my heart. It's like I'm yes, so say so it. My favorite uh, is um, my description of Marianne Williamson, uh, where oh. I describe her as Crystal Mama, and also <laughs> that one Jewish woman in the back of every reformer reconstruction synagogue. Selling essential oils and crystals, yeah, <laughs> and avoiding the rabbi after Shabbat services because you're not supposed to do that. But like the rabbi looks the other way. But like, come on, come mm-hmm. on, Marianne, we've told you about this. Um, yeah, I definitely read that for. I read it the first time in a public space, and I was like laughing out loud. <laughs> And I, like, was catching myself. I was like, oh, my God, these people think I'm wild. <laughs> well, and, you know, the, the most fun part about the voter guide now for me is, like, somehow not the being mean part, but mm-hmm. the part where all of the candidates and all of, like, their campaign staff contact me. Yeah. So I get, like, a ton of really salty emails. And, like, this is one of the ways in which I love and appreciate Ellen for so many things. But one of the things that I really, really appreciated her for around the voter guide was that she answered her emails in a timely manner. Yeah. I don't like answering my emails in a timely manner. I got a lot of emails. Is that a part of being an earth sign? Because I do that too, and I'm trying. I'm, uh, I'm, hey, listeners, I'm getting better at it, I promise. Like, it, I really am. <laughs> a little bit, but it's also, like, I receive so many. One of the things that they don't tell you about being Jewish and getting involved in Palestine solidarity organizing is how many emails it is. Mm. I get, like, a lot of emails, and mm. some of them I have to actually read. Mm. But sometimes it's unclear whether they're a newsletter or, like, committee meeting notes. Gotcha. And so I, like, have to go through all my emails, and it's very time-consuming. Kind of. And then, you know, when the voter guide comes out, sometimes I get a three-page email from a candidate or their chief of staff asking why I didn't endorse them. (laughs) And and usually I have to respond to those. Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's funny that you yeah. put, like, update. They reached out to me. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, it's like, and they I, do. I'm going to tell you who reaches out to me and say why. Well, and, and they do. I've had yeah. candidates themselves reach out to me with dirt about their opponents. Whoa. I mean, one time we had, like, a professional opposition researcher send us just, like, their portfolio of stuff. <laughs> I think that was in the, 2020, uh, the 2018 uh, general election. Yeah. Ellen and I had an oppo researcher just send us their profile of one of the candidates. And you're like, here you go. And we're like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, I get, like, a, a, a lot of communications just from, like, people who are running for office. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all these verified candidate accounts follow me on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, you're going to be really disappointed with the low with the low volume of Twitter content that I have. Well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't use Twitter. I tweet quarterly. Quarterly? I tweet quarterly only about elections. Okay. Yeah. Elections or Palestine. That's my entire. Mm-hmm. That's my entire Twitter 
like vibe. I have a Twitter for my podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'll start doing Twitter for my podcast. I'm like, I haven't done it at all. Mm-mm. Like Instagram is just a beast in itself. Like people told me that I would be really good at Twitter, and so I never used Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sounds because, like a lot of pressure. Because people told you you would be good at Twitter? Well, that sounds like a lot of pressure, and Twitter's <laughs> mean. Like, I like being mean to people, but if people are mean to me, then I take it personally. Oh. <laughs> That's why I stopped doing Facebook. <laughs> See, I really love Facebook. I Because hate it. I can, like, write essays about why I hate somebody, but in Instagram, nobody reads the captions. Oh. I, I hate Facebook. I read the captions, but I'm a nerd. Okay, so, like, literally, like, I could put, I could go on Facebook today and put a status, say, I love the color purple. And it would be like 3,000 comments saying like, well, what you're really saying is you love the color red and blue because that equals purple. And then there would be like comments and comments under that. I'm like, no, leave her alone. It's like, oh, another comment would be like, purple isn't the best color. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? It could be like something so little like that. And people go wild on Facebook. Like people on Facebook, I swear, just like professional trolls. Yeah, and they could less. be, like, your best friend, and they're still, like, trolling you on Facebook. My best friend is a Facebook troll. <laughs> she's great at it. She's a, she's a shit-stirrer. Um, I'm, I'm not here for professional trolls. I'm here for people, you know, not doing that. I yeah, I mean, she's not literally a professional <laughs> troll, but, like, she's, she's known for her online rousing of people. Gotcha. Yeah, I retired from Facebook. I still have it. I'll go mm. on it, like, once a month. See, I just put, I, again, I'm a square. I only post about elections on, on Facebook. So mm-hmm. I, like, do live debate coverage and live election coverage. And people are like, oh, my God, I love your debate coverage so much. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really glad that you enjoy my suffering. Like, <laughs> it's great. Like, I, I say that I really do appreciate the fact that people enjoy the fact that I'm watching these debates for them. Because mm-hmm. all the debates are the same now. Yeah. The last four debates are the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I mean, you know, people read the content, so I may as well keep posting it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, You're a podcaster. You know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the first segment. Let's do it. Death meal. Ooh. So you knew you were going to die tomorrow or like in a few hours and you had like one chance to eat like a meal. What would it be? So it's a really awkward question for me because I'm trans and Jewish and so I'm always just operating under the assumption that I'm going to die at any time. Okay. Oh, I'm only laughing because that statement makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh when I'm really uncomfortable just so it makes me feel a little more comforting. (laughs) Trans humor is just gallows humor because we're all just constantly facing death. And we're all just like, hey, how you doing? You were here yesterday. Um, So it's weird because every meal is like a death meal for me. I'm like, oh, I just really like food. Um, I just really like food. I just really like food. Probably, oh, God, I'm torn now. I'm torn. You can have more than one thing. It can I, be like a five-course dinner if you wanted it to it be. Would, it would definitely include, like, this is a disgusting combo. I would never eat <laughs> these things together. Just, the thought of eating these together is ruining them each individually for me. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, a chocolate milkshake. Okay. Do you have a specific place you like to go to for your chocolate milkshake? Any place that doesn't suck. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, it's hot. <laughs> It's hard to ruin a milkshake. Some places manage to do it. They really do. Yeah. It's like if it's too watery, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Actually, you know what? I, I am quite fond of Chicago Diners okay. uh, milkshakes because um, I'm figuring out that recently as a Jew, I think I've become uh, lactose intolerant. Well, it hits around your age. It hit yeah. for me right when I turned. Or don't don't, ru- don't right ruin before. how old I am for people. I'm not. It's a great mystery. It's a, I won't say it. Great. 
There you go. It's, it's my it's my greatest mystery, and I took my birth year off of Facebook just to lean into it a You're little welcome. bit. You're <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Um, a chocolate milkshake. Okay. Um, matzo balls. Sure. And a chicken pot pie. Mmm. You know what? I bought a frozen chicken pot pie last night. I also had one last night. Really? Yeah. I didn't eat it. It's still in my freezer. See, I ate it last night as a reward for suffering through Super Tuesday. Uh, I've now dated this, but... Yeah. 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 Um, Wow. Yeah, Super Tuesday was interesting. It happened. It It really happened. (laughs) I can't believe... so. Like, I was looking at, like, who was voting Republican, Mm -hmm. and there's still so many people voting for Cheeto Head. Yeah. Like, there are more votes for Cheeto Head than there are for any, like, Democratic candidate. Oh, let me tell you, those, those Trump people, they vote. That's why he won. I, he won amazing. because he has strategic – well, I mean, he won because of the Electoral College, but he won because he has a voter turnout machine uh-huh. that is motivated by racism. Yeah. And nothing like racism to get people to vote. Right. Oof. Oof. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty That's wild. Like, I mean, you know, and you got to – like, you got to hand it to right-wingers. They're very organized. They're much more organized than the left. Mm-hmm. Like, they have – I mean, and you see this with memes and, like, troll campaigns on the Internet. Some dude on some fascist forum just says, like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we all did this to troll the Jews? And everybody else is like, yeah, that would be great. And then they all start doing it in a coordinated manner. And then, like, three weeks later, all the leftists figure out that they're being trolled. And we're like, oh, it's been going on for three weeks. And the right-wingers have already moved on to their next troll. And I'm like, look, if the left was half that coordinated we wouldn't have any problems left we would have won everything by now the right's really organized and we see that like white supremacists are terrible people but they vote yeah like and they they have get out the vote machines i know and it's depressing i know it's it's true get out and vote people it's like i know so many people who like have the same like, belief systems and, like, mindset is I do. And they're right. like, no, I'm not going to vote. I'm like, how? What? what uh, why? And see, like, I, I, I understand that from people. I always tell, like, you know, I have a bunch of friends who I love dearly who are like, I'm not going to vote. It furthers the American empire and validates settler colonialism. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. It does do those things. Yeah. At the same time, if you have no barriers to voting, like, you're entitled to your, you know, God brain political opinion. Mm-hmm. Um However, I guarantee you know somebody who cannot vote yeah. for whatever reason yeah. who would like to vote. Yeah. And, you know, while you might not be comfortable with furthering the American empire and validating settler colonialism by casting a ballot, one, That's local a offices are full of words. <laughs> one, local offices are important. Uh-huh. And two, vote for the other person. Just yeah. literally go and ask them like, "Hey, I have no I have no barriers to access for voting. Who do you want to vote for?" Yeah. And unless it's a terrible person, yeah. Go and just just have them write down their choices and go and vote their choices. Yeah. Like, you can do that. You can bring lists. That's the one of the other things about the voter guide is you can bring it into the polling booth. Like, yeah. You can bring it into the booth with you. Yeah. Just go, write down their choices, and vote. Just vote for them. You made, you made a, like, a couple really, really good points, and I was talking about this on my Instagram stories yesterday, and I said, if you are white, you should not be voting for yourself. Period. Hmm. Like, period. Like You should be voting for yourself no matter what. It, it, yeah. Exactly. But I, I think a lot of people, not I think, I know a lot of people vote selfishly. Mm-hmm. Most of the people vote very selfishly. And they're like, well, I don't think this is the right candidate for me. And it's very me, me, me centric. It's mm. like, okay, well, what about 
the black trans woman. Right. It's like, vote for someone like that. Like, what about, like, all the black people in jail? You know what right. I mean? Like, well, vote. like I've, I know, like, a lot of people who just don't vote. And mm-hmm. I've been telling all of them, like, I love you and I understand where you're coming from. Please go vote for Kim Fox. Yeah. Please go vote for Kim Fox. Like, the only, if, you, if you do one thing, mm-hmm. go vote for Kim Fox. Yeah. Because, like, Kim Fox isn't perfect. Yeah. But she's better than the literal white supremacist running against her. Yeah. Who's can backed you, by cops and a billionaire. Can you tell the listeners, but also remind me, which, um, is that for Illinois Congressional for, District? That is for Cook County State's Attorney. Cook County State's Attorney. Otherwise known as the people who decide whether or not to prosecute you and put you in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Fox is supports ending cash bail. Yeah. The guy running against her is supported by police. Yeah. And his father, who owns Carlisle Group. I remember reading um, this. Who, which is like a war profiteering hedge fund. He's literally, he is so generic. His name's Bill Conway. <laughs> he is, which is, I can't even make up how generic of a name that is. It is so generic that the generic Republican candidate that House of Cards made up to run for president in that one season where Frank Underwood was running for president was named Bill Conway. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, it's a very generic white name. It's, it is a generic <laughs> Republican name. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's a Republican. He's just running as a Democrat because it's Chicago. And if you run as a Republican, you lose automatically. Yeah. Chicago is very shady. You also made, a, you also made another point that um, said you could bring in the girl, I guess, progressive voters guide in with you. And yes. I, I think it's like... It says this in your voter's guide that you could do this coinciding with BallotReady.com. Yes. And I just want to, like, point that out to all the listeners. Like, go to BallotReady.com or org. I think it's org. I think so. And um, you can put in your address and it tells you, like, what you are actually electing. Yeah. And And then you can read. And then you can read and, uh, like, read side-by-side, girl, I guess. Exactly. And literally just plug it in. Write it down. I usually, I literally, because we have to vote for so many fucking judges. And use Injustice Watch for the judges. Yeah. Injustice Watch is a wonderful resource. Yeah. Um, they do, they are smarter than me. Um, they are smarter than me. <laughs> and they have a lot more time than I do uh, mm-hmm. because they are an organization with paid a, staff people. A link to that is also on the Girl yes. I Guess Voters um, Guide. It's injusticewatch.org, I believe. Um, they do a judicial voter guide. They don't endorse candidates, but they tell you all the bar association ratings mm-hmm. um, and whether, like, somebody was a state prosecutor yeah. or, like, whether somebody was a public defender, whether they have complaints. Like, yeah. you know, if they're an asshole. Yeah. Like, one of the people is a fake candidate, and they're like, this person is a fake candidate. Yeah. 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 It's I, – I think that people forget, like, how important it is to vote for even judges. Because judges are super important. Those are, like – the people that fucking are, you know, like, have the say at the end of the day. I know, like, prosecutors are, like, a whole other, like, Well, they're, level they're, they're the two system. sides of the same yeah. thing. It's, like, the prosecutor decides whether or not to try to put you in jail, mm-hmm. and the judge decides how long you'll be there. Yeah. It is in the power of the judge to not send somebody to jail if they don't want to. Yeah. They do it all the time with cops, and those are all elected offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single judge in the state of Illinois is up for election at some point or another. Yep. Yeah. I think it's important to vote for them. It is. I, I feel like a lot of people like just like roll their eyes and like overlook and they're like, oh, I'll just skip that part. But like, it's no, it's really really important. Vote for the judges. Yeah. And and it is like judicial races and the elections that are run around them are built on a model of voter turnout wins elections, which is true overall. But 
voter turnout in judicial races is so low. Mm -hmm. So many people skip the judge races. So your vote, if you do your research, if you vote for judges, your vote counts on average more. Your vote has more impact per vote than it does for any other election. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Except for maybe like Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. It's so shady. <laughs> but like Chicago vote. is so shady. Like, ugh. But like, vote for judges. Your vote yeah. really, really matters for judges. It matters more than your congressperson. It matters more than the senator. It matters more than your vote for president. Mm-hmm. Your vote for judge matters. It does. It matters. Yeah. Awesome. Do you want to do the next segment? Let's do it. Uh, guilty pleasure drink. Ooh. It doesn't have to contain alcohol. It does, though. Um, okay. So I, I have... I like un- to preface that in case people don't drink. So sweet. So I conscious. like to be nice. Subconscious. <laughs> Hashtag woke. Uh, I'm just hospitable, okay? <laughs> if you come to my bar, I will make you a spirit-free cocktail. <laughs> Great. Um, so uh, my non-guilty pleasure is Manischewitz kosher wine. Okay. Which is wonderful. Have you ever had kosher wine? I've had kosher wine. I I told you at the beginning of this episode I worked in a right. Middle Eastern restaurant, right. so we right, right, right. had kosher wine. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's wonderfully dangerous because it's so smooth. It's just alcoholic grape juice. Well, that's just what wine is. Right, it's but just like fermented juice. But you can take like wine tastes like wine. Yeah. Certain kosher wines taste like grape juice. Oh, okay. And so you like drink a bunch of it, and then you're hammered. Uh-huh. Because I've never had that one. You should have it. It is I'll sold wherever alcohol is sold. I'll look it it's in up. like a square bottle. Cute. It's uh, it's the one that's spelled in Polish. Okay. Not in Polish. Not, the that, alphabet, not but like, like I'm gonna know what. <laughs> it's it's Manischewitz. Uh, okay. It's it's <laughs> one of the kosher wines. Um, my other uh, guilty pleasure is um, rum chata and root beer. Yeah. Which is <laughs> fantastic. It's like it's just cream soda. It's just boozy cream soda. Are you snorting? Yes. So cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. My my bartender listeners are going to listen to this and they're going to like throw up their mouth a little bit. They can kink shame that if they want to. <laughs> Root beer and rum chata. Root beer, it is surprisingly good. A lot of people, when I say that to them, they're like, ew, root beer and rum chata. And you know, I'm, like, I'm, really, I'm really trying to picture what that tastes like. Because it's just a horchata. But like it's like a it tastes like a root beer float. Mm-hmm. But alcoholic. It's an alcoholic root beer float. Okay. Okay. Or like an alcoholic cream soda. Okay. It's great. Can you see the look on my face? I'm trying really hard you're, to think about yeah. like. Oh, you're I'm, trying. You're I'm trying like, very, very hard. I I I have a pretty immaculate palate. Ooh. And um. Not I'm, to toot your own horn. Not to toot my own horn or anything. I've been doing like hospitality like booze service for a while and I love root beer low-key l- like love rum chata but I also like I really love horchata mm. and I'm trying to think of like okay you know what it might not be that bad I'm gonna try it it you know it really is great okay I have I have given this drink to so many people <laughs> Under, after insisting that they have it. And they're like, ew, that's gross. Why would you ever drink it? And they're like, I, if you don't like it, I will drink the rest of it. Do you do it. it with a specific root beer? Like, do you do, like... I mean, it, it works with, like, Barks and A&W, but it works with any root beer, really. Okay. Because A&W is, like, more in the, 
you're talking to someone who loves root beer. Right. Um, A&W is, like, more of the creamier kind yeah. of. Yeah, and the, and the creamier like, the root beer, the more smooth it is. Sure. But it can be, like, slightly more bitter. Okay. And just have a bit more bite to the drink. Yeah, but But I'm, the texture, it's a, it's a texture and overall flavor because you're combining, mm-hmm. it's really just you're combining the vanilla and the root beer with the vanilla and the rum chata. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you get, like, the bite of your root beers, like, barks or, yeah. like, art, more artisanal, if you will, root mm-hmm. beers that, like, definitely have more The ones that you buy them. at Whole Foods. <laughs> Don't drag me. <laughs> uh, let's get back into it. How did you get into politics? What and the where and the why? Uh, well, like I said, I'm Jewish. Uh, yes. So I have a lot of opinions. Uh-huh. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you know, I have just always been into it. I have always, you know, loved watching elections. I've always loved, you know, engaging in spirited arguments with people because that's my culture. Um, and, you know, I what better place to argue with somebody for hours and hours and hours on end and never come to an agreement than, uh, <laughs> than politics? Yeah. It's like being in synagogue every day. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I'm not Jewish, but it's great. I could imagine. It's great. Um, yeah, it's like being in a synagogue every day. No, I, well, and, and, like, you know, it's it's great. I mean, you know, and it's important. It impacts every facet of our lives. Um, and I started, you know, I started off when I was really young being interested in politics. And I just, that interest grew and grew and grew. And now it is literally my hobby. Yeah. My hobby is I write a voter guide. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a square. I'm a professional square. Though. <laughs> I've monet- You know, I've I've achieved the I've achieved the millennial dream of monetizing my side hustle. Except my side hustle is voting. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I I feel like your um, job though with Brave Space is pretty political too. It yeah. is. Yeah. 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 My job is. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, my job is explicitly political. I am the associate executive director. It's the equivalent of a COO mm-hmm. um, for uh, the first and only Black-led, trans-led LGBTQ center in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, we serve the South and West sides of Chicago. I um, am the white woman that does the paperwork and runs the internal parts of the of the thing, so that everybody else. Uh, and the rest of the staff is black and brown. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the entire rest of the staff is black. We haven't, um, aside from me, there aren't any people who aren't black working there. That's um, amazing. It's great. It's That's, a wonderful working wow. environment. Um, but yeah, you know, I run internal operations and like strategy for this organization. And I just, you know, I bring my knowledge and my nerdlery to, to bear on the back rooms of mm-hmm. this really important thing that, and make sure it can keep going. That's awesome. Yeah. You can like, totally feel comfortable in being your political self in that place. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're like an explicitly abolitionist organization. We're, um, you know, we don't train police. We don't work with police. We're, our office is a no-cop space. Mm. Um, our HIV program is mutual aid. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we are a radical LGBTQ center. We are built in the vision of the queer liberation movement. That's amazing. We're trying to be like the LGBTQ center that, you know, that, that the movement ancestors would have wanted for people. Yeah. That's amazing. How long has it been around for? Uh, it was founded in January of oh. uh, 2017. Oh, it's very new. Yeah, it's uh, we're entering our fourth full year of operations. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was hired in September of 17 to run the inside of the organization um, by my boss and my friend, Lasaya Wade. Um, she's great. Uh, she just did not want to do any of the internal stuff anymore. <laughs> um, and it was getting too much for one person to do, so yeah. she brought me on. Um, and we are, you know, we're growing. We're up to four full-time staff people right now. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, we will be, well, I mean, it's not relevant that we'll be hiring because by the time that people listen to this, you know, we'll probably have already hired. Um, but, 
I, I, I would ha- my watch. I, I would <laughs> hate, Hurry up. <laughs> I would hate to like have somebody listen to this in like a year and they're like, oh, they're hiring. No, it's, it's like, coming out this week. <laughs> I know, but it's, gonna, it's on the internet. People are going to be able to listen to oh, it. Oh, that's true. So we, There's a date with the podcast, well, people. <laughs> so we'll be hiring three more staff people this year. At the end of the year, we'll be up to seven, uh, seven people on staff. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Nowhere, I love that. Nowhere to go but up from here. Okay. Let's do the last segment. All right. High thoughts. thoughts. Ooh. Um, hmm. Don't have to be high. No, and I am not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I don't do that. <laughs> I am I am a square. No, I've just had a lot of lung disease. And when I was a child, my doctor oh, said no. I shouldn't inherit uh, in, inhale things besides air. So I think I'm the only gay person that I know um, that doesn't smoke weed. Wow. Yeah. I'm truly, truly a square. What about edibles? You're like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, you know what? I, why become a rectangle? <laughs> It's a, it's a fine alley. It's a fine line, you know. I'm. You're I, really I worked, adamant about this. I worked really stuff. really hard, and if I do one if I do one thing that's a little bit too exciting, two of my sides will lengthen, <laughs> and I'll have to, you know I'll have to squish them back down. My last episode, we were like, you can't be a square. You gotta be a fucking diamond. <laughs> and now this episode, you're like, I'm a square. <laughs> one day I hope to be a triangle. The sturdiest of all shapes. That's why three is my favorite number, and triangle is my favorite shape. Perfect. Yeah. Look at me. Look, Look at me. It. You'll uh, you'll grow. Uh, one, one day I'll lose one side. And uh, I'll collapse in on myself. In a battle. Yes. Uh, so, Anyways, high thoughts. So high thoughts. Um, we digress a little bit. Uh, all of my high thoughts are just elaborate conspiracy theories. Um, for example, yes. I am an ironic but also not so ironic subscriber to the idea that Avril Lavigne is dead. <laughs> Are you familiar with this conspiracy theory? I, no, I've never heard of it. Okay, so um, <laughs> Avril Lavigne, you, you're familiar with Avril Lavigne? Yeah, my first AIM screen name was Skater Girls, like wow. 78 or something. Wow. <laughs> I can see that. Yes. So um, Avril Lavigne is dead. Uh, in, sometime in the early 10s, uh, she, wa- she died. Um and was replaced by the government because this is like the, the height like, of her career. I like how you're saying this, like as if it's like really true. Like, oh, you're this, like, this no, is, I really believe this. This, this happened, um, or or did it? Do I actually <laughs> believe that? Nobody will ever know. Um, so somewhere around like 2010, 2011, she died. Okay. Um, and this is like at the height of her career, and she was like, she was still relevant back then. She was still making music in 2010. Yeah, she was still super relevant. That was so long after Skater Girl. Yeah, but she kept making music after that. She Did had she? that, yeah. She oh. had some very success. She had a very successful album out at the time. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or like she had like a, a year or so before. Okay. And she died. Um, and the government, seeing her influence over you know alternative youth, uh-huh. uh, who notoriously are a problem category for the government, uh-huh. replaced her with a body double intended to change her image up. Okay. Um, and that's why she came out with that dreadful Hello Kitty song. Which was a cry for help from the body double. I have no. It was basically like you remember Spy Kids when they had the like the, the the captured people do the do that creepy song, and if you played it backwards, it was like help us save us. This was the this is the Hello this is the Hello Kitty song. It was not by Avril Lavigne. It was by her body double. Okay. <laughs> and the additional piece of evidence for this is that Chad Kroger, the frontman of Nickelback, uh, was married <laughs> to her at the time, um, and he divorced her. 
And the front man of Nickelback may not have gotten very many things right, but he knows his wife. <laughs> and so they got divorced because that is not Avril Lavigne. That's Avril Lavigne's body double, oh and she's been God. dead for years. That is so funny. Didn't she marry, like, the lead singer of Sum 41? Did she? I don't know. Was that Avril Lavigne? Was that before or after the uh, I only Nickelback. care about her dying. I don't, know, I, don't know the, I don't know about the rest of her life. Oh. Wow. But yeah, Avril Lavigne's dead. She's been dead for years. You know, you, you my my head is about to explode right now. Like, really. <laughs> You're also talking to an Aquarius moon, so naturally. I, oh, fantastic. Like, I'm going to keep feeding this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm here for conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm going to keep feeding this. Um, <laughs> Uh, Any other high thoughts? We could we could do one more. How about that? Yeah, my current high thought, which I'm actually reconsidering right now. Actually, I'm not really reconsidering. I'm reconsidering whether I care that much about it. Okay. Um, is that uh, Chewy Garcia, otherwise known as Mustache Machine Daddy, uh-huh. um, <laughs> in my voter guide, yeah. um, uh, is running a candidate for Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. He is. Um, and that is because the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, a little known fact, um, because very few people are nerds like me, um, is the uh, one of the most important and influential municipal bureauc- uh, bureaucratic bodies in the county. It is the second largest landowner in the county mm-hmm. and awards, I think, over a billion dollars a year. Not a, It awards, like, a lot of money a year mm-hmm. um, in, you know, state and county contracts because mm-hmm. it's responsible for the cleanliness of the water in Cook County. Yeah. And so people in this, like, it's like a nine-person board each commissioner has a, an extreme amount of influence. And historically, it's been like a site for, you know, backroom deals and, you know, clout patronage mm-hmm. um, and, and all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, so I, my, my high thought is that Chewy Garcia is putting up this otherwise wonderful Latina from one of the suburbs um, who really should just run for Congress instead because she's super qualified and I think she would win. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's an environmentalist, so she's running for Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. Um, and I think Chewy is backing her candidacy, one, because she's cool and qualified, but two, so he can have his fingers in that pie. Uh, and the person that they're trying to unseat is the current finance chairman of the board um, and sort of shady lawyer, yeah. uh, Frank Avila. Um, and so my, my current high thought is that Chewy Garcia is trying to influence the, the goings-on at the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District and build his own Latino machine under his very bushy mustache. He's not, like, the worst person. No, and that's, the, like, that's the thing. is like, I Chewy Garcia like otherwise is fine, but machines are bad. It's a, Stop it, Chewy. Stop it. Like, you're a nice, you're a nice <laughs> man, but you can't have a machine. That's not how this works anymore. No. I don't care that Latinos... Well, I do care that Latinos are, like, over 50% of the Democratic Party's voter base in Cook County. Yeah. But, like, you shouldn't have that much power, Chewy. No, no one man should have that much power. It will corrupt you. The sides of your mustache will turn upwards and curl like some sort of villain in a movie. And you would hate to have that happen. But that's what Uh happens when you start a successful machine. Yeah. That's my current high thought. I wish there were good successful machines and not evil ones. But then they wouldn't be machines. Then they would just be, you know, progressive candidates who turn out votes. Uh, That's the catch, isn't it? I guess it's a catch. Yeah. Yeah. My my, uh, mind isn't that political. (laughs) You're helping me. You're helping I'm, me. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. <laughs> you are transgender. I am indeed, yes. You're Jewish. Uh, yeah. And you're political. Yes. Yeah, I don't, really, you know, I don't really have an option to not be political. I yeah. Mean, like, you know, you exist as a trans person and you exist as a Jewish person. 
Um, you exist as any sort of marginalized person, really. Um, you have no option, to be, but you, you, know, you have no choice but to be political mm -hmm. um, because the world around you is political and those politics are affecting you whether you like it or not. Either you're political or you die. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's not really a choice. You, do, you don't have a choice but to be political when you're marginalized. I like that quote. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. It's like, yeah, no choice. No choice. No, no choice at all. Choice. I mean, like, you have a choice to try to not be political, but that doesn't mean that your life isn't going to still be politicized. Yeah. And, you know, politics will come to you whether you like it or not. Yeah. The more you know, the better you can fight. Do you think politics came to you or you went to politics? Um, I think... I went to politics because I was very... When I started getting involved in politics, I was very young. I was like... I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Because I grew up in a very Jewish family. Sure. Um, it was politically engaged for Jewish reasons. Yeah. Um, but my personal interest in politics, I mean, it was informed by that family. I went to politics because I thought that they were interesting, but then, you know, my good politics came to me. Yeah. Um, where I, you know, I had no choice when I came out um, and when I sort of got back into Judaism. Um and started really, you know, appreciating my identity as its full self. Totally. Um, and as, 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 you know, the full picture of me. Uh, it was, you know, understand how the world is trying to kill you and outsmart it. Mm -hmm. Or let it do its will. And yeah. I'm still here. So, still here. yeah. Uh, you're a practicing Jew? I am. Yeah, I... Uh, this is a this is a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so I am, I am a practicing Jew. I practice in the religious anarchist tradition. Okay. Can you um, explain to me what that means? Because I have no idea. Yeah, most people don't. Okay. Um, so uh, Judaism has a long, long history of, like, anarchist political practice. Long, yeah. long history. Um, most of that is secular, explicitly secular. Okay. Most of the, like, big Jewish anarchist thinkers were explicitly secular. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people think, like, Emma Goldman. Secular. Um, there was, however, an explicit religious anarchist tradition um, in, you know the shtetls of Eastern Europe, pre-Holocaust, um, as, you know, most cool things in Judaism are. Um, except for the new stuff, but, like, you know, some of the new stuff ain't that great. Um, mm -hmm. And there were people who read the texts and saw the, the anarchist values inherent in Jewish religious practice and Jewish religious beliefs, um, and in, you know, Jewish law and in opinions about Jewish law written by smart people. Mm -hmm. um, and practice based on that uh, as, you know, a way of, of enacting Jewish religious values in their practice. Um, and so I sort of discovered that and took it up as my, uh, my personal practice where I, um, you know, I practice as politics. Like, my politics are my religious practice. And, like, you know, I do all the holiday stuff and everything, too. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, I'm a Reconstructionist Jew. That's the, the movement that I fit most neatly into. Reconstructionism is uh, best described as the Build-A-Bear of Judaism. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I say that because it is literally, like, the, the premise of Reconstructionism is you can be, you can follow as many or as few of the rules, the rules, quote-unquote, of Judaism as you want and still practice as an observant Jew. Like, a fully observant, ultra-Orthodox Jewish person, like... You know, with, with the hat and the sideburns and the beard and everything, mm -hmm. um, could come and worship in a Reconstructionist synagogue next to somebody who shows up in, like, jeans and a T-shirt mm -hmm. and doesn't know anything about any of the prayers of the blessings but just wants to show up. Mm -hmm. Those are equally valid forms of religious practice in Reconstructionist Judaism because it's about community and about accepting Jewish religious practice as it is. It's very come-as-you-are. Mm -hmm. um, 
and so religious anarchism fits into that. Yeah. And it's very much about decentering individuals and decentering like celebrity worship um, and colonialism mm-hmm. and you know top-down state-based structures um, from my everyday life yeah. and you know taking that up as my Jewish values. Totally. Yeah. It sounds like it's a lot more accepting of just all people. Yeah, and I mean, Judaism as a whole is pretty accepting uh, of people. I mean, you know, the religion as originally intended before it was warped by, you know, jingoism and right-wing bullshit mm-hmm. um, is pretty cool. And, like, I encourage people to look into it if they're interested in it. Totally. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's also neat and useful to have an explicit religious movement to push back against the right-wing bullshit. To say, no, this is antithetical to what Judaism is. Judaism is not supposed to be right-wing. Judaism is not supposed to be settler colonial. Judaism mm-hmm. is not supposed to be imperial. <clears throat> and there are cert- there are things in the text that say so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, of course. It's the very Cliff Notes version. Cliff Notes. Yes. I'm all here for it. Um, gotta love Cliff Notes. Anybody who went to high school, gotta love Cliff Notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and had a computer or and access to. Yeah. Um, you know, they you- actually sell them in books. Cliff Notes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that a new thing or old thing? I saw them once in a bookstore, and I was like, wow, cool. Huh. Don't know why anybody would ever just buy that, because then you still have to read. Yeah. But defeats the purpose a little bit, but it's there. Huh. Now you know. Uh, let's get into questions. Some let's DMs. Do let's do it. We got a few. Um, who, who hath slidden into the DM? <laughs> a couple of people. Great. Love me some DMs. Well, this question was already answered because I asked this question. How did you get into politics? But Oh, yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I nerd. was born at a very young age, and at a very young age, I became a nerd. <laughs> um, this person asked two questions. Why are you so amazing? <laughs> and then she also, this is Reagan. <laughs> she ah! also Love you, Reagan. Uh, she also asked, um, wait, yeah, she also asked, how does someone get into politics when they don't really know anything about politics? The best people to get into politics are people who aren't already shaped by the process. Um, because the process itself is very polluted. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's, it's process-driven. Mm-hmm. And the folks that need to get into the politics are, not the, are the people who aren't beholden to that process. If you want to get involved, if you want to, like, run for office or something, um, find a friend who's willing to run your campaign look up how you're supposed to run for office, fill out the requisite paperwork, and just go do it. It's that easy. The worst that can happen <laughs> is that you lose and waste your time. I mean, <laughs> but, like, you know, if you're well. young or gay, you waste your time a lot anyway. So, <laughs> but if you win, then you're an elected official, and you're stuck there unless you want to stop. Yeah, that's very true. If but you're young and gay, you If you're young and gay, your you time. waste your time a lot. Um, don't we all know it? So, uh, no, I mean, I, really, and it's a bad answer, but, like, it's, it's the right answer is just, you know, just go do it. There is nothing stopping you, literally nothing stopping you from just going and running for office. All the, all the politicians that you know right now that you think are cool are just people who cared enough to go and do it. Like, my, my favorite politicians, my favorite people who are either incumbent or running for office right now are literally just cool community organizers who are like, fuck it, I'm going to run. I have yeah. a friend who's, um, who's running in the 13th district right now, downstate Illinois. Um, uh, her name is Stephanie Smith. 
Uh, she is a former sex worker and current uh, current queer uh, <laughs> who um, is running for Congress. That's amazing. And she's a regular person. I mean, she's awesome, but yeah. she's a regular person who decided, you know what, this isn't this system and the people who are trying to control it don't represent me or my interests or the interests of anybody that I care about. Um, why don't I give it a try? Yeah. And she's she's doing pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hope she gets it. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the intrepid listener who wants to figure it out, uh, go to Stephanie 2020 or Stephanie for Congress. Uh, <laughs> Google Stephanie Smith for Congress. Stephanie with an F. Um, and uh, check her out. Give her a donation. Help her help her in some way because she's real cool. And the person that she's running against is a boring robot. Ugh. I hate those. Yeah. Um, she ta- the person that she's running against takes the exact same picture every time. <clears throat> and that's unnerving to me. With, like, the same face? This, the same face. It's like, ugh. Ugh. It's creepy. It's like, yeah, definitely, like, robot. Very robot. Very, like, you know, mainline moderate Democrat, like, soulless capitalist robot. Yeah. All right, next question. Yes. Will Girl I Guess grow so that there's one for every state? There is already a Girl I Guess Los Angeles. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Some people reached out to me. Some of my friends who live in L.A. Uh, reached out to me and was like, hey, can I just do this but for L.A. County? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Just say that awesome. I gave you the idea. Awesome. Um, so the answer is, if you want to write a girl, I guess, for whatever state or county you live in, yeah, do it. I mean, you know, give me credit yeah. and give Ellen credit because yeah. we started it and yeah. it was our idea. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Awesome. Love that. But you yourself are not doing that. <laughs> no, I mean, I... Well, <laughs> that would take forever. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, like, I... It already takes a lot of time to do Cook County, and I live here. Yeah. You know, the reason that I am able to give informed political opinions about Cook County politics is because I live here and I know the people who are running for office and, you know, I know the place, I know the political priorities of the city and the county. Mm -hmm. I know what people need here. I know what people's problems are. Like, I live here, I work here, I organize here. Yeah. I don't live other, I don't live anywhere else. Yeah. Like, I'm familiar with Champaign County because I lived there for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. But... I don't know what's going on in other places. Right. Like I can get a vague idea, but the people that I get a vague idea from are more informed than I am because they hard. live there. Yeah. So, no, I can't write it for anywhere else because it wouldn't be good. Yeah. It's good because I know I I know what the politics are that I'm looking for here because I live here, and also I can like I know enough about the city and the county and the political scene here to be able to make fun of people in a way that's funny. Totally. Otherwise, I would just be making fun of people for like their beliefs. Yeah. And, like, that's cool, but, like, you got to make fun of the people for other stuff, too. you got to have some context yeah, for Yeah, you got to get a little more intricate. The, the, fu- the funniest stuff in the voter guide is just, like, ridiculous things that are true about people. <laughs> it is. Like, for example, the 13th Congressional District in, uh, in Illinois used to be represented by Donald Rumsfeld. Remember who Donald Rumsfeld is? Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, I was just laughing at the last name. <laughs> Rumsfeld, yes. Um, he is a noted Iraq war fraudster. Uh, George W. Bush's Secretary of Defense. Oh, my gosh. Or State, one of the what? two. He's the man who essentially lied to the U.N. and Congress and started the Iraq War because um, he wanted to. Uh, he used to be, in the 60s, a congressperson from Illinois. Wow. Wow. And that's, like, so ridiculous, but true. Yeah. Wow. The man who started the Iraq War is from the 13th District. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. 
Uh, next question. What are your thoughts on the type of voters, let's say, a progressive leftist will not beat Trump? They're wrong. I mean, you know. That's a good question. That is a good question. They're entitled to their opinion. It's yeah. not true. Um, this is what we call the Mondale effect. Um, yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, we're like Walter Mondale, um, sweet, somehow still alive man, um, from Minnesota, senator from Minnesota, um, endorsed the Clob, Amy Klobuchar. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he ran in like the 70s, got shellacked, like not even close. He got beat so bad. And that was the last time that the party nominated a progressive. Mm-hmm. Like a real progressive. Obama doesn't count. He was running a progressive campaign, but his policies were pretty, pretty, pretty just regular liberal. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, the Democratic Party has been really afraid of nominating, you know, nominating a progressive. Mm-hmm. And the last time a moderate, like somebody who ran as a moderate, won the general election was Bill Clinton. Yeah. John Kerry couldn't do it. Al Gore couldn't do it. John Kerry couldn't do it. Um, Hillary Clinton couldn't do it. Hillary Clinton won the election and still lost the election. Yeah. Like, moderates do not excite the Democratic voters' base. Yeah. They don't win elections. There's a proven track record of moderates not winning elections. That's not the politics that we live in anymore. Yeah. The only way to beat somebody like Donald Trump, who's a fascist, who's like a demagogue, who, you know, cheats Mm -hmm. and lies and steals, um, and will cheat and lie and steal his way to a victory in November if he can, Mm -hmm. is to run somebody who can outvote him. Yeah. Progressives and leftists inspire people who don't normally vote to go and vote. Yeah. They, because people who don't normally vote don't vote for two reasons. One, they aren't able to vote. Or two, they're so disinterested in voting because politicians don't represent their real interests. Yeah. Politicians don't care about the things that they care about that they need. Yeah. Progressives and leftists do care about those things. They talk about those things. They run on those things. Yeah. And now, you know, Bernie Sanders isn't a perfect example of this because he hasn't actually increased voter turnout so far in this election. Mm-mm. And the states where voter turnout has increased, he has lost. Mm-hmm. But Bernie Sanders isn't a perfect progressive candidate. He's fine. Mm-hmm. But there are, there's better candidates out there than Bernie Sanders that could run for president in the future. Yeah. Um, progressives win elections. That's always been true. Yeah. People who go to the most, like, the most hardcore, dedicated, in-need part of their base always win. And Trump is actually sort of a mirrored example of this. Because the fear for the fear for Democrats about progressives is that moderate Democrats won't vote for them. Yeah. And that like independents will vote for a Republican instead. And that's not borne out by any data. That's borne out by one data point that Walter Mondale lost an election one time. Mm. And, you know, that was probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. I have a friend that he posted it yesterday. Mondale effect? No, he said Bloomberg 2020. I was like, is this a troll post? And like, how like, about not Bloomberg 2020? He's like, he's like, no, he's like, we gotta, we gotta beat Trump, right? Like, no. we're not gonna win against Trump if we vote Bernie. And I'm like, mm. that's actually, well, and so like, and that's the thing is the way that Donald Trump won was he turned out new voters. Mm-hmm. In the Republican primary, which I watched the entire cycle, and I knew the damn minute he came down that golden escalator and said Mexicans were rapists, I knew he was going to win that election. I knew. A lot of other people did, too. Um, but he, I had a feeling. He won the primary yeah. because he turned out new voters. Yeah, they're all fucking terrible people, but it doesn't matter. They voted for him, yeah. and he won because of it. Now, the rules in the Republican primary are slightly different. It's easier to win the Republican primary because they have winner-take-all states. Yeah. If you win by two votes, you get all the delegates. 
So, but it doesn't work that way for Democrats. It's proportional. Um, so it's harder, for example, like it's harder to it's harder to win, but it's also you know harder to catch up because you have to win really big yeah. to catch up. Um, whereas in the Republican primary, it's easier to catch up, but it's also really easy to fall behind. Yeah. It's very easy to win because all you have to do is win a couple states that are really, really big, and then you win automatically. Totally. Um, but Donald Trump won by turning out new voters. And you know what happened is all those moderate Republicans who said never Trump, who said that he didn't represent their party, he didn't represent their values, they disagreed with them. What did they all do? They all lined up and voted for him because they care about conservative politics and the identity of a Republican mm-hmm. More than and the fate care. of their party yeah. than they cared about their values. Yeah. And Democrats are the exact same thing. <clears throat> well, that's what we were, I mean, that's what I mentioned yeah. earlier and like kind of like yeah. mirroring what we were saying is that like, yeah, people vote selfishly. People, it's yeah. like, oh, I am a Republican until I die, even if it's like a garbage Republican. Like, well, and you and know, these, like, the blue, no matter who people, truly will just vote for anybody. Yeah. Like they might hate Bernie Sanders' guts and like despise everything that he stands for. Mm-hmm. And they might never vote for him in the primary. Yeah. But all those blue, no matter who, I mean, probably not all, but a good chunk of those blue, no matter who people will line right up and vote Democrat no matter who it is because they mean it when they say blue no matter who. They're trying to use it to shame progressives into voting for a moderate. Mm -hmm. But blue no matter who people are blue no matter who because they want their team to win. They do elections as a team sport and they don't care who the nominee is as long as they don't have to think too hard about what they're saying and as long as their team wins. And a progressive wins elections just like a right winger wins elections. Yeah. You know, a, a far-right neoconservative fascist wins elections really easily because all the white supremacists who don't want to vote for Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush will super show up for Donald Trump. Yeah, it's wild. But, like, you know, you know who's not going to show up for Hillary Clinton is people like me and my friends. Yeah. Because Hillary Clinton is a ter- was a terrible person, still is a terrible person, mm-hmm. um, and wasn't exciting. And mm-hmm. she still won the election, but she, still, but she lost because the rules of the election are ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, you have to, that's the system that we're in. It's ridiculous and it's not, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know who wins more states? Progressives. Yeah. doesn't matter that moderate Democrats were the ones that flipped the, that flipped the House of Representatives. The presidential race is not a House race. Yeah. You don't run for president the same, that you, the same way that you run for Congress. Mm-mm. And the people that insist that we need a, a moderate at the top of the ticket to keep moderates in office at the state level and at the, at the congressional level don't know what they're talking about. People don't vote like that. People vote party ticket. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very rare in a general election that somebody splits their ticket. It just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. People vote for one party all the way down. And they, don't care who the, they don't care what their ideology is. They don't care what, who the candidate is. They will vote their team. So why not give your team the best chance to win, to turn yeah. out the most voters? Turn out the people who won't turn out for other people. And the folks who will turn out for anybody will always show up. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I actually have a question. Shoot. Um, why Why isn't, what, is it South Carolina? Why aren't they even doing like a Republican oh, uh, candidate a lot of the, thing? A lot of the Republican primaries got canceled. Why? Because Donald Trump is a fascist. Oh, my god. Because the Republican, because people ran against him. And the Republican Party wanted to facilitate his getting the nomination and not have, you know, a contentious primary that would bring damaging things about him to light within the party and cause friction within the party. So they canceled a bunch of primaries. Isn't that kind of... Yes, it's fascism. Is that legal? Yeah. A party can... Oh, yeah. No, a party can choose to not hold its own elections. 
Weird. Because the party holds the, like, the state parties run the so, elections. So, like, South Carolina was like, we're not even going to. The South Carolina Republican Party said, we're not going to hold a presidential primary. Wow. Because they didn't want to. And that is. They're like, that's we the believe in Trump so much. Well, that's kind the of thing. thing. Is like, like, it, it's that. And it's also, this is what happens when you have elections that are run by parties instead of elections that are run by the government. Yeah. And, like, you know, a government-run election has its downsides, don't get me wrong, because who, who wants to trust the government? Right. But, you know, if a party runs the election, you're trusting half of the government to do it. Yeah. And if a party, if a party controls the election, they can choose not to hold it. I mean, people are yeah. talking about, you know, if slash when Trump wins again in, in November, this might be the last time we all get to vote. Make it count. Right. Why do you think that is... Because he's a fascist. He's a fascist. I mean, like, you think this man's going to listen to term limits? He's already taught. He already named a, a campaign chair for his third term. He's already coming up what? with. Yeah. Can you do that? He did. Rick Santorum. Or no, it was Mike Huckabee. It was one of the two. They're the same guy. Um, they're not the same person, but they're effectively the same person. Um, he already named a campaign chair for his third term. And he's not, no, he's not allowed to run for a third term. But well, he's that's coming what up I meant. Like, can he? No, well, according to the rules, he can't. But Donald Trump doesn't care about the rules. Mm-mm. Fascists don't care about the rules. Mm-mm. He is like he has given us every indication that he will not give up power. Yeah. So, if he wins, he wins forever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he already won forever. He already won one election. Once yeah. he got in there, he's not going to. I mean, if a Democrat wins the general election, he's not going. Do you think he's going to leave? No. Yeah, not easily. No, he's going to stay. He's going to do everything he can to make sure that he remains president wow wild all right well on that I'm note gonna get really high after this um, <laughs> you're valid <laughs> i ask everyone this question at the end of every episode and what change do you wish to see within the world and or within your industry Ooh, i'm not going to touch my industry because this is going to be on the internet for forever mm. um but within the world um we, the change that I want to see is is the revolution, TM. Not the Bernie Sanders revolution, but, you know, the, the leftist, radical, world-changing, oppression-crushing, mm-hmm. colonialism-ending, capitalism-ending, white supremacy and transphobia and anti-Semitism-ending mm-hmm. revolution. We need it to happen. We need it to happen now or there's not going to be a planet left to live on. Yeah. And there's not going to be people le- worth living around. Yeah. So let's go, let's go out there and do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks it was for having such me. a pleasure meeting you and talking with you. Thank you, um, thank you. The Girl I Guess Progressive Voters Guide, the link is in my Instagram Yes, and bio. it's also just girlIGuess.com. It's, yeah, it's in your Instagram bio. Yes. GirlIGuess.com. Coming to a Google Drive near you. <laughs> Check it out. Please go vote. Please, please, please. Please go vote. Our, if you live in Chicago, March 17th. Or early you vote can, right now. You can early vote right now. I just got that yesterday, but I'm most likely just going to go March 17th. That's fine. The voting place is a block away from my house. So oh, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter when you vote as long as you do vote. Yeah, just, just don't vote. vote late because then it doesn't count. No. <laughs> just vote. All right. Cool. Thanks. See Thank you soon. You. Yeah. Bye.